Hey, what's up, Junebug? Daniel Bug? Dan Bug? <laughs> Doug. Start again. Hey, welcome back. You said Doug. <laughs> welcome to the Clean Slate with your hosts, Daniel Garza and Carson Phillips, providing you with movie news, reviews, and more. Sit back, relax, and don't forget to go to the concessions to get your popcorn and drinks. For your entertainment, this is the Clean Slate Podcast. Hey guys, this is the Clean Slate Podcast. I'm Carson. That's Daniel. What up? And uh, it's found footage February, so you know what that means. We're watching found footage, although this is technically... Okay, we'll get into it when we talk about the movies, but they're not technically found footage movies. Kind of. In a sense. It's screen life for missing. Yeah. And I think so is Megan is missing. And so is and the, the Bay. Bay is <laughs> mockumentary, mockumentary slash screen life. But they're found footage. They're like, you know, same thing. Yeah. All right. So, um, guys, we, we wanted to finish this month off with a bang. So we got three movies for you. Kind of what Carson already said. We got Missing. Missing. <laughs> missing <laughs> you. <laughs> I liked that. We got that Missing. Cool. Megan is Missing. And the Bay. So, guys, we got some we got some thoughts on these movies. So let's jump right into missing. After her mother goes missing, yeah. a young woman tries to find her from home using tools available to her online. That's a horrible logline. Well, I feel like they're trying to hide. They're they're burying the lead a little. Yeah. Bit. Okay, like guys. So part. just these movies are getting really high hard to hide the um. The endings. Spoilers. So this is your spoiler warning. We are watching these I'm just three movies, say, and we're gonna spoil it. Before we jump into these three films, here's how I'm gonna recommend them. I think most people can watch Missing, yeah, and not be horrified. Yep. Um, it's more of like a crime thriller, is what I would say. Yeah, like, I think my mom would get enjoyment out of Missing. Same. And then I don't know about enjoyment. Uh. The Bay, I'm going to say that's probably going to be a pass for most people unless you like body horror. Yeah. And Megan is Missing, I'm just going to say probably avoid as yeah, well. Yeah, don't watch Megan is Missing content. for sure. Um, but we will give you guys our insights on them. Um, that's just what the whole podcast is about. We like to review and recommend. And yes. uh, yeah, so here we go. Let's Let's start with Missing. Do you want to give a little rundown, Carson, or do you want to just jump right in? Um, I'll give a brief run. Okay. So if you guys are just deciding to listen anyways, um, here's what happens. Basically, there's this girl named June and her mom. You kind of get this like sense that something happened to June's father. We don't know what. It's maybe hinted at maybe he passed away, yada, yada. So she's kind of sad about that. Years go by. And then her mom has a new boyfriend named Kevin. I don't remember the mom's name at all. Grace. Yes. Um, and Grace and Kevin, long story short, they end up going missing. And we're basically told this story through the, um, we're basically told this story through her computer screen, June's computer screen of her trying to find her missing mom and the missing boyfriend. And basically as we go along, the mystery deepens at each level and we find out more and more information. Like we think maybe it is Kevin that did this. Maybe it's not. Then we find out the mom's been in LA the whole time, not Columbia, also, who vacations in Colombia? And <laughs> who vacations oh, in Colombia? It's cheap. 
Like, there's so many other places you could have gone for the same price and not get kidnapped. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, so we kind of get this sense that there's more to the story. And long story short, I'm not going to spoil the end, but there's some big reveals about the mom's past, the boyfriend's past, and also the dad who we thought was dead. Dang. Um, okay, cool. So, that yeah, let's, let's get right into it. I'm going to say overall... Yes, I'm going to give this movie about a 7 out of 10. Just right off the bat. A 7 out of 7 10? 7 out of 10. Okay. It's not a bad movie. It did actually keep my interest. And the plot twist was really good. It didn't suck. So, I'm going to mostly agree. I, maybe I'd rank it a little bit lower. But I liked the way the information was given to us. I thought it kept me engaged in like the mystery. I like that it was a mystery. I think that was kind of a cool aspect to this. It yeah. wasn't just, Oh look, scary noise, door slam shut. You know, mm-hmm. this was a nice change of pace compared to some of the other found footage films we've been watching. That, uh, I'll get into dislikes in a minute, but there, there is some stuff I don't love about the plot. Mainly there's the last 20 minutes just kind of felt anticlimactic to me. Um, like I like the twist, I just feel like it could have been handled yeah. potentially a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so other likes, I would say the main actress, Storm Reed, is really, really good. She is, if you don't remember, she hit, was in The Invisible Man, and uh, um, she's mm. just such a, she's good a rock star actress to me. I think she's like she plays her character really well. She was also in The Last of Us. Yes. Yes, she was. Overall, I think this this movie was really good. It was very rewarding for me. You're right. The ending, which we're going to spoil in a second here, isn't the best, but it, for me, it's better than most. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you know, since we're still talking about good stuff about the movie, I like the emotional core that this movie has. Yeah. Um, I think that was actually excellently made like i feel like the way they added all this you know some drama some emotional drama is better than most found footage films because usually there is no emotional core like it's just stuff happens and that's it so the fact that this had that kind of plot was cool i don't love that it has music in it um that that, sorry that's a sidetrack but um (laughs) i do want to say i like that it uses a bunch of different formats of screen life so we got the phone stuff we got the computer webcams we like apple watch at one point webcams we get a backup camera at one yeah. point so a lot of new stuff that i haven't seen done before that i thought was really sweet i don't like that it's the dad the whole time in some ways okay yeah so we're revealed that it's been the dad the whole time he was using kevin i don't know like it just when he shows up at the house i'm like really Okay. And, like, they kind of set him up, like, oh, I'm watching you. And I'm like, I don't know who else it could have been. Like, I don't know how else to make this story tie together. Yeah. So may- maybe it's just how it was handled for me, but it just didn't work. Um, and the beginning of the film, I think it takes a good 30, 40 minutes for it to really get good, hmm. too. So I think maybe the pacing of the beginning could have been a little bit faster, potentially. Okay. Uh, but that's that's really my main okay. complaint. It just gets brought down by some of that stuff i think it's almost and then having music in it takes me out because i think a found footage movie should not have music in it. got it like this got it um i think unless it's project for X. me 
<laughs> right? I think for me, that I hate the dad already in general. I liked the reveal of him being like an abuser and whatnot, but I thought it would have been actually really interesting to see him like almost a break in the found footage screen share thing and just immediately mm. go into like uh instead of his whole exposition of freaking i look for you and you know all this whole thing that he describes that it was too that much. to me was really obnoxious but if it had showed that with it like and just break from the actual thing like you know showing him in a, a jail cell or whatever and then or, trying to search for them hear me out you don't have to break the screen live for that because you have web, uh, uh, yeah, webcams and gel too, cells. Yeah. And they they do a similar oh, thing baby. where you see the mom's computer from in the past when she's like deleting her old life. Mm-hmm. It was like her old computer. And I thought that was a really touching moment because you see this mom like giving up her family and her friends to like protect her daughter yeah. from this abusive man. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. So why don't we see the dad's perspective of what he's doing? Yeah, on the screen to search for them. That would have actually been cool. If we would have had that throughout to see that there is an actual opposition here that was outside of Kevin. I don't know. But the yeah. part of me, though, too, is the realms of reality in regards to her finding the passcodes, her like getting into his emails. Like Google is so much more secure than that a lot of times. Yeah, I know. That like the second. It, it gets a little lifetime-ish yeah and that was my biggest complaint is was like sometimes it just stepped out of too much of reality where to me that seems a little bit lazy also the fact that like it was set up as if the daughter solving the whole mystery but the fbi was like ahead of her <laughs> and like had correct information the whole time uh yeah you know what i mean like that was kind of silly that was a little like why are we even including the fbi if you're just gonna make her look like an idiot because of right them? no <laughs> <laughs> the ending, though, I will say it, it is cheesy, but the mom, Aunt Grace and June, their reunification of mother and daughter like relationship is such a sweet like mm-hmm. ending. It was a satisfying ending to me. It's touching. That's all I have to say on the movie. I mean, it's still a great movie. Go check it out. Uh, it's on Netflix, I believe. But yeah, that's that's missing. Yes. Do you have any other thoughts on that? No, um, I think this one is very watchable for most people, though. A common complaint we get is like you guys watch gross movies sometimes, um, and so yeah, we get that this is not one of those. <laughs> Do we? Oh, okay, I don't know. I made it up. No, I get that complaint a lot. Well, tell them to suck it up. Anyways, this movie for the wimps out there, it's not that it's not really scary. There was like one moment where my heart was going a little bit, but like think of it more of as a crime thriller, and you'll have fun. Uh, okay, so you guys have heard of this movie if you're on TikTok. So for our older audience that we have, so the 30-year-old men that listen, there's this app called TikTok. You probably know what it is, right? (laughs) They know what TikTok is. Yeah, I think so. So this was, this movie came out in 2011. Yep. But it was, there was clips from it going around and shared on TikTok. And people were saying like, this is the scariest movie I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, of course it is. You're 12. Yeah. so there's that going around. So we just wanted to dive into – it's kind of a controversial film. Many people were talking about how traumatizing it was. Yep. The director even issued a warning, like, not to watch the film. Yeah. Uh, which is cr- just good marketing, honestly. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so let's, let's talk about it. All right, cool. So get ready for this log line. Strap in two teenage girls encounter an internet child predator. Is that the whole log line? That's the whole thing. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. So 
Let's talk about the good. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, the plot of this movie, it's another kind of screen life one, except for I don't know what technology they're using for this to work. But anyways, it's these girls that always FaceTime each other in 2007, which I don't... Did we FaceTime that much in 2007? Um, I think it's Skype. Is it Skype? Was It had to have been Skype then. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, a lot of web chat is going on in this movie. And there's basically two friends. There's one friend who's kind of has a bit younger personality. She hasn't been exposed as much to the world. And her other friend is kind of probably hanging out with people she shouldn't be hanging out. That's Megan. Megan's the other friend. <laughs> Megan's been hanging out with people maybe she shouldn't be with. She's a little bit more promiscuous, living kind of yep. more part uh, i guess a rave party lifestyle kind of vibe um she's having like sex and stuff often is the kind of <laughs> intention we're getting why are you laughing sex and stuff <laughs> um and she's trying to get her friend in on the party and so we see a lot of that and that in itself is actually horrifying to me um, yeah the under like Sure, like I've been to parties when I was underage, but it wasn't like these. Like, these are gross yeah, parties. No, this is like, like a straight crap. trap house party. Yeah, it's not something I have been around, but if I if my child was involved in this kind of stuff, I'd be horrified. So, right, you know, online safety is important. That's the message of this film. But <laughs> essentially, she gets kind of like catfished into a relationship with a boy who is not really a boy and she goes missing and things spiral out of control from there. And her friend Amy tries to find her and things keep getting worse. So yep. Until, you know, someone ends up in a barrel. Stop. Okay. So likes for this movie, I would say the main thing is that it's a good premise of a film. I think there was some added suspense after Megan goes missing with Amy also being captured. And I thought that was actually a good bridge of seeing exactly how everything was unfolding rather than just, um, you know, shifting the story to Amy looking for Megan the entire time. I also yeah. actually really liked Amy. She's a horrible actress. But, but a likable like person. <laughs> yes, a likable person. But the contrast between Amy and, and Megan is really good. And Amy is just like a sweet, yeah. sweet girl. And Megan is kind of like this loose cannon. So they have a really good dynamic there. And you know what? On that note, they feel like real friends in a certain way. Yeah, yeah the acting is bad. Like the acting in this movie is abysmal. I'm going to be honest. It's There's so not one, bad. One good actor. Yeah, and acting the, rating abysmal. <laughs> and like nobody actually cares about these girls missing. And I can't tell if it's the acting being bad or just the filmmaking being bad. But yeah. um the friendship feels real. Like, I feel like we would have known these girls. Like, I feel like they're, they're very believable in that sense. Like there always yeah. does seem to be a dynamic of someone who's a little bit more out there and someone who's more reserved in these kind of high school relationships. So I feel like that was at least convincing. Yeah. So, um, now let's go into dislikes. Dislikes. Um, honestly, all of big, it. Yeah. It's just, it's not even the content. Like, yes, the content is bad i've seen worse and so is daniel yeah i've seen worse yep. from better movies which is the thing though and i think because the subject matter is so sensitive 
it should be a well executed film and it's not like the acting is bad yeah. the editing is bad the pacing is all over the place like it's just not well crafted there's no yeah the, the main it. plot is all over the place too like they're trying exactly. to reach things that it's like there's no purpose in reaching this of like to be honest if i was if i were to fix this i would make a stronger like amy is hated kind of encounter because right she just like goes to this party and then she throws up and now everybody yeah. hates her and and then like she gets blamed for everything which is kind of stupid to blame her but if she like had this like thing of like she was she almost got to the point of depression to where like she's now alone she's siding with this guy or not siding but she's like friending up this guy and then we like that would have probably been better in my eyes but to Mm. just like the way they executed it too which is megan going missing and then amy tries to talk to megan's friends all of megan's friends are like this is your fault it's like wait what how i didn't do anything like (laughs) megan is the one always chatting up with all these different guys yeah. So um, one of the funniest things, though, too, is this one guy that they talk to, his name's Ben, where they FaceTime him. He's like, mm, all those pretty ladies, what are y'all doing? Mm. And I'm like, dude, the guy who's so like gross. throwing that party, I was like, dude, so this guy gross. is stupid. And then they go to the party, and he's like, ooh, like, I'm going to, like, you have to be charged $10 to get in here. Ooh. And then, like, the party is literally, like, nine people. <laughs> <laughs> this like abandoned I know. house. I was like, he's like what? charging, wasn't he? Like charging. Yeah, he was in. charging like ten bucks in there, and so I was just like, dude, this is. I cringe. feel like the real horror of this though is all those party scenes. It's not even this gross BDSM crap at the end. Yeah, like, let's, let's talk about the end a little bit. So there is some unfortunateness in this film, as the end is very graphic. The actress who plays Megan was underage. Um. So there's some photographs taken of her that are a little iffy. Um, Yeah, it's not. There's no nudity in that sense, but yeah, it's just intense. And it's also like, I mean, the parents were present for the filming and stuff like that. So there's just some maybe potential moral issues as far as like how the filming of this went. Yeah, I do know. I believe the main actress for Amy though was, you know, she was an adult during the filming, but still had some uh, very intense scenes for filming. And there's some question about like, what was the director's deal about this? Um, Like, was there some kind of ulterior motive? I don't think there was, at least I hope there wasn't, Mm -hmm. but yeah, Yeah. there's, there's definitely some questionable stuff. Like, why are you putting this in a movie that's this low budget and this not well-made? I don't know. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. To me, this movie is so bad to where, like, it's just not worth it. Like, even the story and the whole plot altogether, it's not. It's just not worth the watch for me. Like, I would never no. watch this again. I would never recommend it. I would never be like, yeah. oh, hey, like, this is controversial, but it has this. Like, it literally serves no purpose. And even the yeah. plot serves it's no purpose. It's bad and controversial. And yeah. I don't know if it gets the message across, really. I don't think it does. It It is interesting, um, like, how it, like, took off again on TikTok, which I guess shows you the power of TikTok. Yeah. But I don't think it really has much merit to it. Um, yeah. 
that's about it. Um, all right. Well, let's move on from Megan is Missing and go to our final movie called The Bay. What if it was like B-A-E and it was about like a psycho girlfriend or something? Or like Michael Bay. Oh, and it's like him locking you in his editing bay. So it's like a double, <laughs> a double, double bay. bay. Chaos breaks out in a small Maryland town after an ecological disaster occurs. You hear that, Tim? It's coming for you. Okay, we'll give him a rundown of this movie. I, I think this is actually a really decent movie. There is a lot of Body grossness horror. to this movie. <clears throat> so just be aware of that if you're watching it. But it, it is also not what I expected. Yeah, so this film uses multiple just kind of like um missing it uses multiple different mediums to tell the story but even more so in a sense so we're not really given a central character we're kind of given a fake documentary setup for this one yeah and like an expose of sorts on what happened actually in maryland during this event and so there's not a typical plot but i will say this is kind of a timeline of how it takes place so it's july 4th weekend we have uh, multiple characters that are introduced to us that are partying having fun there's a reporter who we see a lot of the film through and there's also the hospital and the police so we kind of get like all these various angles of the same event and essentially there's this outbreak and we learn through like medical reports in the past of like it's not a so the big twist it's not really a twist like you kind of figure it out pretty quick it's not a bacteria it's not a infection it's actually an organism that is infecting these people that was growing to a larger size than it should in the bay due to literally everything just being dropped in the water there including like chicken poop i think they even mentioned like viagra which i thought was kind of funny um (laughs) So, yeah, this bay is just completely polluted by water, so it's creating this super, like, outbreak, essentially. And it's not catchable, but it seems like everyone's getting it because they're drinking the water, and so the larvae is in the water. And so everyone's getting sick, and it's creating these lesions and all these kind of gross body issues, and it's actually eating, like, their tongues and their intestines, and it's really gross. And we essentially are following, like, a pretty much a 24-hour day in this cycle here of this outbreak. I think that's about yeah. the only way I can explain it. Like the yeah, actual that's, plot. Yeah, that's good. Um, I also just literally watched it, so I'm still like condensing the info in my brain. <laughs> right, I'm still processing it. Yeah, yeah, we just finished this movie both right before we started recording, so it's pretty fresh. Yes. Um, I'm going to go overall for likes that this movie is pretty well done like Mm -hmm. it's a small budget it didn't do that well in regards to box office it only made a million dollars worldwide oh no and what was the budget i i can't find the budget right now i found it two million how much no ah so this movie is a failure and it says Um, it made 1.6 million well i just rented it so maybe we're helping no there you go you're helping the numbers (laughs) um Overall, this movie was really, really good. I think they start off like with even how it's kind of happy and, you know, hopeful at the Mm -hmm. beginning. There's still that like 
scary undertone that you don't really know what's happening or how bad yeah. it's going to get. It kind of reminded me of Contagion. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, it had it has layers of Contagion, maybe layers of the crazies even. Yeah. In some ways. Right? You can feel the low-budget movie. I don't know. It's such a good controlled chaos movie. Mm-hmm. And um, this movie did come out in 2012, so some of the CGI is pretty poor. But honestly, not that bad to be honest. But it's not that bad. And I especially think they with probably how did some. Yeah, I think I think the dead fish was CGI that took me out. That when they're yeah, flying the over, big. I was like, <laughs> yeah, as far you as you didn't need see. that shot, you did yeah. not need that shot. But like a lot of it, I think might be practical. I think a yeah. good chunk of it is, um, which is awesome. It looks freaking horrifying. It made my stomach hurt. It made me itchy. Some of the elements that I really, really liked was the CDC kind of conversations going back I with the doctor. I loved that. That was so Those good. were so cool because you feel like you're at the beginning of a whole, like, right? Especially because of COVID, we feel like we're uh-huh. at the beginning of, yeah. like, a whole <laughs> pandemic happening. And you're like, whoa, so this is probably what it was like. This um, is worse. <laughs> Yeah, this is, this way is worse. obviously worse than, you know, no sniffing and, I mean, no smell and uh, taste. This whole town gets wiped out, basically. Like, it's yeah, pretty much. Insane. Um, And I just do, I, I love also the fact of how everybody is finding these things in their own way. So you got the doctor who's trying to figure it out through you know the er visits you got the police officers who are trying to figure it out on the ground level you got the the biologists like the fishermen and then you Mm -hmm. got the journalist aspect and i think it's just all so separate but dealing with the same thing so it's like their own little viewpoint on it and to me it's just superly superly is not even a word it's (laughs) it's just a really good way of showing an event through main people's eyes like the the way that you would expect it to and then at the yes. very end you go through the the people who are outside coming in so when they added that aspect of like people coming into some chaos that they have no idea what's going on was like oh crap what's gonna happen now so i definitely think this movie keeps you on your toes for a good majority of the time not necessarily because there's any mystery behind it but more so of like how are they going to deal with this one yeah. from an outbreak and two from like controlling the media. So I th- I think it's yeah. this movie's um it's smart. themes and topics are yeah, a it's little smart political. and it's and it still like applies today. Like this isn't it a dated movie by any means. Kind of reminds me it almost reminded me more of like issues recently, like that train derailment that was poisoning the yeah. people in that town or like mm-hmm. Flint, Michigan. Um, their water source, yep. Yeah, so it kind of reminded me of that, obviously, on crack. But I was looking, apparently, like, it's somewhat based on factual information uh, about like, at least the pollution of the bay. Um, oh, wow. Which is kind of interesting. But, yeah, I, I feel like because this is set up like a documentary and stuff, it's easy to get lost in this world and feel like you exist in this world. Like, I wouldn't, honestly, yeah. I would not be surprised if this did happen. Like, yeah, if this oh, literally sure. happened today, I'd be like, that's crazy. Yep. <laughs> but and but I wouldn't be surprised. because of simple things. Yeah. Um, um, like with the, the nuclear plant spilling in. Yeah. Same kind of issues. Like, it feels very topical. Something that I did really like, too. Like, I know you mentioned the CDC being, like, one element that you liked and, like, the doctor stuff. I thought that was really cool about how, like, yeah. we see the mayor trying to cover this all up. 
and how this yeah. information from like so there's another segment where we see these two scientists way before the film even took place but it's like intercut um yeah. investigating the actual pollutions and how they just ignored that footage like they didn't do anything with it they're like hey, it's fine we need the tourism yeah. kind of like jaws i guess where they ignore yeah. the shark in the water for tourism so yeah there's some really good stuff there and it's just yeah it was horrifying and gross and body horror yeah. is one of the only things that gets to me so i definitely did watch this while eating breakfast and don't, i don't do it i couldn't i was like eating bacon and i was like Ugh. it was it was very good but it was like I couldn't do it while, <laughs> while oh, yeah. eating. Oh, um, dude, when the guy, this is also, I mean, I feel like even more topical or more current now. <laughs> like, I don't remember this being a big thing in 2012 as much. The, where you FaceTime your doctor to show them stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, look at my belly and like the things moving around. I was like, oh. I had um, to look away. I was like, oh my God, I can't. Oh, I watched. Another thing is Alyssa said the re- beginning reminded her of Claudia with a Chance of Meatballs, the reporter lady. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, okay, gosh. whatever. All right, dislikes, what do you got? Okay, so dislikes, I'm going to just say the, the CGI, it doesn't it doesn't do well, hold up a lot with me. Um, That's fair. And then I will say... I actually I don't even want to say the acting because the acting I don't think is bad. It feels like there real. Are, there are some instances where I'm like, okay, this is a little bit stupid. Like there was one where he, you know, right? We're we're in this whole heated of like, you know, we know the water's polluted. We know that everybody's no, drinking yeah, it. We know, yeah, yeah. and then the camera guy takes a break and he's like, oh, I just I'm so hot. I need to wash my face off with this water that's right here in this pool. And yeah like, don't do that and he's like will you just stop give me a break I'm, I'm so hot right now and then just like douses his entire face in the water and you're like okay like that to me seemed a little bit stupid but outside of like minor there was no scenes payoff like that, with that either like if there was yeah, exactly payoff, other than he died that night like show me <laughs> show me that like something yeah and then i'm gonna just say it's not really a dislike for like a, a hit on the movie but it's just gross this movie is, is gross. very gross, and I, I couldn't – I had I to like look it. away at a couple of points. I'm glad this movie's gross. I'm glad it made me uncomfortable. But I do agree that I was kind of torn on the acting. Like, the main actress, there was moments where I'm like, is she a good actress, or is she yeah. just so good that it's real? Like, I don't – because when she was doing the – like, when she, like it happened later when she was, like, clearly older, I thought yeah. she was a better actress there than in the actual thing. So I don't know. There was definitely some of that that felt weird to me. Um, but I don't know. I feel like the acting was fine, like average at, at worst. But yeah. then my really big issue is I feel like we needed a central figure to latch onto, as far as the mm. plot goes. Like I thought it was going to be the reporter. She's not really. And then I was like, oh, maybe the doctor and not really. So I just think if we could have had a character to kind of see this world through just a little bit more would have been a better plot um even like the oceanographers if they could have been more main characters in some way yeah I think it would have could have been more captivating that's really my only critique though because overall it's it's excellent i think yeah i think it's a really well done movie and the quality of the footage and stuff is bad but it like works for this and um mm-hmm. yeah overall it's a solid movie i gave it about a seven and a half eight out of ten agreed cool all right well then hey that's gonna wrap up found footage february we have been looking forward to this month for a long time so guys we hope you enjoyed all of the episodes 
but we are not slowing down. We have our chit chat next week, and we're going to discuss some more Godzilla and movie news. Um, primarily, uh, a lot of the trailers that got released during the Super Bowl. So we're excited to talk about that. But a couple of things that we had: we have March Monster March coming out Monster March next month, and we're so excited. We're going to be releasing some shirts for you guys. So. All of you that bought shirts last time for um, October Fest. Buy them again. <laughs> we, yeah, buy them again. We have some really cool designs. We went with a local artist, and I'm really excited to see what she comes up with. Um, she's finishing those designs right now. But local we to have where? Mar- local to California. Because <laughs> she's not necessarily close to us. Oh, I thought she was like a Lodi person. Stay tuned. We got so many cool things coming this month. We will be posting our pre-orders by the end of this month so you guys can all order your shirts. They look so cool. We're really excited to keep this um, merch merch line, merch branding going. All right, cool, guys. Well, thanks for stopping by. We will see you next week with our chit-chat episode. That's a clean slate. Uh, oh, God.